You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, my name is Rusty, this is episode number 98, and joining me this evening, we've got a full house in here actually, don't we? Over there, Andrew, right next to me, Andrew, how you doing? I'm very well, and you? Yeah, good, mate. The uh, the the warrior, the hill climber, Greg is here as well. Yep. How are you going? Good, mate. How are your legs after? Actually, the last... they're they're looking pretty beefy. Actually, <laughs> I, I went yeah. from uh, office worker legs to little frog's legs in about four days. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> sensational. Mm. Good to hear your travels around France were good. And joining us tonight as well, Dutchy. How are you, mate? I am going well. How are you? Yeah, very good. First time on the podcast for you, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> For, I only I only made it two before the ton. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you're saving saving the best for the important occasions. That's really where we're up to. I feel like a ring in. Yeah, <laughs> it was an empty seat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, guys, it's been a little while since we've all been in the room together, plus Dutchie as well. How has the last month or so been? You guys, been up to some exciting gear, I reckon. I've shot some pigeons. That's, that's about not, it for not, me. That's probably more than I've shot, actually. <laughs> Did you eat them? Hell no. Why not? Because <laughs> they're dirty, stinking pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, there's uh, plenty of those around, isn't there? Bloody ferals everywhere. Mm. But I actually probably shot more than Greg for <laughs> once. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, for those following on Hunting HQ, Greg's been away hunting. Yes. HQ. Yes, so yeah. been, been in the Alpine uh, National Park. Uh, chasing mm-hmm. Samba around. So it was a backpack hunt for a week. Um, Emphasis on the chasing bit. Yep, yeah, plenty of that. And chasing involves going up and down very large hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a brilliant trip. Um, didn't end up getting a Samba in the end, but being in amongst it was was brilliant. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of hard yakka. Mm-hmm. Very re- rewarding. Learned a lot. Um, yeah, great trip. Good fun at the end of the day. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, nice, mate. We will get into that a little bit more uh, later in this episode. That's, I guess, what part of this episode is going to be about is hunting. Andrew, you've been putting together some bits and pieces that two to three we've been talking about. I have. What are you I, up to with that? Well, it's finished. I, it's I was done. actually contemplating bringing it tonight, but didn't because I forgot mainly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I did the Cerakote on it the other day. It came up really well, so yep. now I've just got to shoot it. That's a good plan. Yeah, so I'm getting pestered severely by my children to um, you know, take them out and <laughs> get it finished. Well, they they just want to see it being shot now, and yeah. particularly shot at something like a fox would be good. That was what be my oldest. Told wonderful. Me. Mm. So speaking of shooting foxes, you've done a lot of that, haven't you, Dutchie? I have. Not, not so much of late, but I did go out uh, a couple of weeks ago and managed to get some cats and some goats. Yeah, right. Nice. A cat is worth 10 foxes. Yeah, at least. Especially if you hit it with a 300 Ultra Mag. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Not not with this one, but yeah, they didn't get up. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the most important part. The 300 Ultra Mag, that's right. You were running that. That uh, went well. It yeah. did. Yeah. It went a long way, as you could well imagine. probably imagine. Yeah. Mm. Very good. And that was up near Flinders, right? It was in the southern Flinders Ranges. Yeah, brilliant. Which so, is probably five hours from Adelaide still, so mm. Mm. somewhere sort of just north of Port Augusta or away there, or 
North, uh, north-east. North east, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And so Dutchie and I used to shoot a lot or hunt a lot regularly back in the days I used to hunt. And you also built scopes for a number of years and have done all sorts of bits and pieces. So it would be interesting to get your take, particularly on uh, some of your hunting stories. I know we've got some interesting ones that we can share and probably some we can't. We'll get on to them there, Just so long as you don't ever talk about getting airborne again. I think we're, <laughs> we're, we're pretty happy with anything else. Yeah. yeah, all right. We'll leave that one alone. That will be good. I've uh, been traveling, uh, as seems to happen. I've, I've been involved with some comps, funnily enough. But what's most surprising uh, is I shot a comp. Hey, very yeah. good. Let's uh, go. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I was, uh, in my division, I think I was seventh out of 40-something, maybe oh, that's, eight. That's pretty good. Yeah. Which Considering I was you're not, you're not shooting them regularly. No. no that's not bad. It was a 22. It was one of the practical rimfire challenges. <laughs> yep. So that was uh, that was interesting. They do like a, a mixture of PRS. For some stages, and then a mixed, uh, and then sort of the other aspect is IPSC. Yeah. So it was a very, very unique competition, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, had some challenges with equipment, which is what happens when you don't use it very often. Yep. I you put the gun together on the Friday, and then you drive down there and ah, shoot. Yes. That yeah, a- that, that really ends well. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, it was good fun. I hang out. I hung out with one of our early Patreon supporters, actually. Yeah, uh, Jason. I'll say I was in his squad because he keeps winning these comps. So I was uh, privileged to be in his comp and in his squad, and he won the comp as well. Yep. And uh, yeah, I learned learned a fair bit of him, which is excellent to see. So Jason, if you're listening, cheers, mate. It's good fun. Let him win next time. I, I, I let him win this time. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Speaking <laughs> of not winning, uh, I also went up to the. Um, the shoot up in Darwin, PRS, uh, the night four seat stroke open, and it was really good. It was really good fun. I mean, hanging around Darwin in August is always yeah. pretty good fun, to be fair, um, shooting match or not. Uh, but it was really good. Obviously, caught up with a bunch of guys. We did a little video uh, of, uh, but Butters wanted to get all the all the guns together, laid out, and get a, like a group photo. And so we stacked all the. Um, I'll see if I can find it for you guys. Uh, we stacked all the fo- all the guns in a line, and I decided to do a little video. That's the photo. That's a lot of good quality guns there. Um, we we estimated it around four hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of guns. Um, yeah, pretty good. The- it's about what you'd have in your gun safe, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> I have a five gun gun safe. It's about what so he would have in I'm cash. Struggling. Yeah. In his wallet. In his wallet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so I did a little video of, of just of the guns, just just quick Facebook live thingy, and it went to 50,000-something people, which is ridiculous. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you ever want a, a video to go pretty viral, just film a whole stack of expensive guns. Yeah. Seems that people like to watch that. So if you haven't seen that, the PRS uh, Facebook page, it is sitting on that. Also did something really silly, gentlemen. Very stupid. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, this week I've done yeah. something. I started a new podcast. Oh, well, it's kicked off. It has you've you've known about this one, Gregor. Yep. I remember if I told you, Andrew. I might might have done. Probably. I think you were recording one when I dropped in the other night. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh Dutchie, you've you've heard one of these, I think. This is a the ridiculous podcast. I won't spend time on it because I don't think anyone should go listen to it. Like legitimately, it's a waste of time. Uh, it is about 
tossing coins and then reporting to everyone on the results of those coin tosses. That's it. So if you uh, desire to waste a bunch of your time, uh, look up Coin Toss Podcast on your chosen podcast uh, app. Uh, and if you have things to do with your day, don't. Well, they're listening to us now, so they're probably fairly indicative that they've got time on their hands. No, this this podcast, as a general rule, you might actually learn something and it may help you along. Mm, yeah, if you've got... Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> questions about probability that you just need answered by someone tossing a coin and recording it. Then I, well, I'm, not, I'm not your, your man. No, I'm yeah. not your man. <laughs> keep making probability mistakes and getting grilled for it. Anyway, so that is a uh, that's something that I've decided to do for no apparent reason. That's, so that's been my life over the last month or so. Speaking of my life over the last month or so, I don't know if you guys have seen the Vortex Diamondback tactical FFPs that have come out. If you've nope. passed any, you've been away, haven't you? Mm. I can't say I have. But... Okay. Well, I was going to have one here for you guys to have a look at, uh, but I can't keep them in stock. That's uh, oh, very good. been very popular. Mm. So they're, they're basically like, they're Diamondback Rangers like that sort of lower tier, like $400, $500 mark, depending on the scopes. Mm. And they, they'd released a, like a tactical version with the, the adjustable turrets and bits and pieces. And they were, they were fine. Uh, and then only only a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, they released a first focal plane version and the 4 to 16s at $549 and the, mm, nice. the 6 to 24s at 620 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, cheap, real cheap, and they still have the the EBR reticle, EBR two C reticle, which is the same one in the PST Gen two and the Razor Gen twos. Mm. So for guys who are running trainers or anything yeah. on those lines, a nice cheap way of doing it, and the report's been good. So um, I was going to show you guys one you can have a play with it, but yeah, they they, they all went. So um, we'll get some more in another week, and maybe next podcast we'll have some to play with. They seem all right. The feedback has been pretty good. There was a bunch of guys using it at the comp on a weekend. So if you're not aware of them, maybe check them out. Well, just speaking of which, just sort mm-hmm. of semi-off topic, I did hear today that the first uh, Tika rimfires are landing in gun shops. Yeah. So, yeah. Could yeah. Be the the, the 17HMR, I believe, Correct. is the one yeah. that's, that's yeah. been landing. Yeah. You guys, either any of you guys getting one of those? I've got 22 ordered. 22, mm. yeah. Uh, so. Any ETA on that? Um, somewhere in this century, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess Beretta's an old enough company they can do in centuries, can't they? Mm, they are at the moment, yep. <laughs> well, they're a 500-plus-year-old corporation. It's, uh, it's fairly impressive. Um, speaking of old corporations, um, Impact Dynamics website is back. <laughs> Good cough. Yeah. Uh, and the the most important thing on there is a calendar that I'm trying to keep updated with effectively all the shoots around the country, practical rifle, precision rifle, or anything on those lines. So rather than us babble on about all the events coming up, which we'll probably do anyway, uh, on the podcast, you can go to impactdynamics.online uh, or .com.au, either one, and you'll find the calendar there, and you'll be able to see that uh, this weekend hopefully the podcast gets up in time but there's a new club in queensland biggerton rifle club that are running a practical match uh Mulmerin monthly matches on as well in queensland um practical rifle training are running a course in wa and then a couple of weeks later the 
Precision Rifle Series, the Delta Tactical Steelpocalypse is on at the end of the month. Uh, a far better alternative to watching the AFL Grand Final. Much better. I thought you'd have something to say about that entry. No. Not, no. I'm not going <laughs> to dignify that with a response. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess is that because his team's not in it? I just... Yeah, our interest has waned dramatically. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. right. when was the last time your uh, team was in a Grand Final? Just out of interest. When was the last time they won a Grand Final? 2004. Didn't they lose one really badly just after that? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> when was the last time your team won one? I do not recall. What, what team? Uh, good. All right. Uh, so that is, I think, well, at the time of recording, I think there's three spots left for Steelpocalypse. So jump on that. That would be excellent. Um, I did allude last time that in October, I'm going to be over in Perth. Uh, I'm going to be over there with Ben from the Armoury and Scott Patel from Practical Rifle Training. And so if you are in Perth and want to come have drinks, we will be at Dirty Nellie's on the Friday night, which I'm trying to remember which Friday night that is. The 12th Dirty Nellie sound. You, you, yeah, <laughs> um, I heard Dirty Nellie's. <laughs> Dutchie's eyes. He's bricked up. Oh, hello. What's what, that place? Yeah, we're... Yeah, what, can we do we get any more information about Dirty Nellies, or do we just assume that everyone in Perth knows where yeah. what Dirty Nellies is? They they can look it up, I'm sure. And uh, well, if they don't if they don't know where it is, they don't really want them there. I think is probably mm. the yeah. It's a that. strip joint, Dutchy. Oh. Wow. Okay. It's is an it? Irish pub, but yeah. <laughs> well, if you drink enough Guinness, I guess you could <laughs> you could turn yourself into a strip joint. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I've, I've never done that before, so. <laughs> What, being an Irish pub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, good. The other thing that's coming up is the PRS finale, uh, which uh, has been announced is back at Bucken. Do you guys remember that's where the Ignition Classic, no, Ignition Custom Winter Classic was? And while we are there, actually, for the Ignition Custom Winter Classic, we had some cigars. The guy we stayed with was a... Uh, aficionado of cigars and he was uh keen on whiskies as well and so we tried a bunch of whiskies and he said oh this particular whiskey needs to be partnered up with cigars so we hurried outside into the cold and lit up and i don't remember what they were but they were great i'm sure and next time so we'll be probably staying with him again for the finale and i'll be letting him know about puro trader you all knew it was coming didn't you mm -hmm. And Puro Trader is uh, one of our sponsors. Sorry, Andrew, you. Were... I don't think Dutchie knew it was coming. No, no, he's just he's. No, that one got me by surprise. What, and caught off guard. What is all this? Thinking about leaving, actually. Well, Dutchie Puro, before you walk out the door, Puro Trader is like a eBay of uh, cigars. It's a website where you can trade and buy and check out information about cigars. So if you're into cigars or you uh, want to get into it or used to be into it, um, speaking of the the Delta Tactical Steel Apocalypse, I put Danny onto. Uh, Piero Trader, he's big into his cigars. So if you want to, you know, talk some deals with him, bust out the cigar and see if you can crack some deals over a cigar, I suspect he'll go for it. And the best cigars can be got at Puro Trader, I reckon, because you can get all sorts of stuff. Um, and listeners of our show, do you guys remember the code for it? Let's see how you go. Go on, Andrew, I reckon you know it. PSP1. Well done. Shh, that's well done, because I'd completely <laughs> bloody forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I was going to have a crack and just say cigar. <laughs> cigar one. 
that will save you 20%, uh, 25% off the Piro Trader fee for the transaction. That code again, Andrew? Cigar one. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> Not that one. You can oh. try it. It might, it might work. Uh, PSP1. That's the one. Well, if you put Cigar 1, you might get the discount, but we don't get any benefit out of it. Uh, and, and you know, it's nice that they do actually throw something back our way if you do buy some cigars. So check it out. Um, that will be excellent. People are welcome to send us cigars too, for that matter. Uh, yeah. Yep. And what are we drinking tonight? We've got a collection of beverages tonight. There, there are some Pirate Lifes on the table. Just wanting to make mention of that. Um, ta-da. Thanks, Pirate Life. And we've got some other brands that didn't support us, so. We're not going to talk about them. Don't want to mention those. Speaking of alcohol, uh, we did our recording of the um, the Impact book. Yeah, we just yeah. had a little taste of that. For those who don't know, the uh, Rodney Mazer's Impact book, we decided, uh, most unfortunately for him, to read that book uh, out and record it as we progressed with our beverages on one night and we did that and we just listened back to a, some of it. Um, what was your take on it, gents? bit loose. Highly informative. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like editing is going to rub out half of that recording. No. no this is going to be... All of it? All of the recording? No, no. <laughs> I think it should be a non-edited release. It's pretty much Raw. not yeah. going to be edited. It's going to be tuned but not really. nothing's really going to be cut out. I just hope we didn't diminish what is a good book. Well, I think we I think we profusely said regular points throughout the, mm. the, the uh, recording that the book is far better than we are, mm. and go buy the book if you want to make sense. Um, I, I think the last thing I I heard was we were reading one word at a time, uh, going around the three of us, which is not pleasurable to listen to. It's a little hard to follow, but. <laughs> But anyway, so for our Patreon supporters, that will be up online uh, around the time of our 100th episode, which is not far away. So uh, Patreon supporters, keep an eye out for that and some other uh, special bits and pieces for supporting us. If you do want to support us on Patreon, jump on that and uh, do that thing. It's cheap. I went to Bendigo, by the way. And I played, that wasn't just unrelated, that was related to shooting. A little bit of a long bow. Uh, I went to Bendigo and played with a Curtis Custom. Sounds like the start of a song. <laughs> <laughs> no? It, I'm not disagreeing with you. I feel like dusting off the band. Yeah, I, think you're right. <laughs> I went to Bendigo and played with a Curtis <laughs> Custom. <laughs> That's probably the most musical we've ever got in this podcast. I like it. You can it's, come back. He's not even drunk yet. <laughs> That's right. That's what you think. <laughs> he arrived ready to go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I dropped into Rhino Sports in, in Bendigo and, yeah, played with the... I've got the song in my head now. <laughs> and uh, I'll bring a banjo next I, Cheers, mate. That'd be much <laughs> appreciated. And, yeah, played with the Curtis... Still, still that song. Every time I say that now, I um, cycled and, and looked at a Curtis Custom. And, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty keen. They had the Axiom there, uh, Ryan did, and... and Talk, we had a little bit of a chat about what the vector is and the differences, and I spoke to Jake Simmons as well. He's got one on order, and yeah, I'm pretty sold on my build on the vector. So I've got to sell some guns and buy one of those. Just out of interest, what sort of uh, dollar area are we talking? Uh, I think they're like twenty. Oh, 23, 20, oh, we, sort of defines. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's similar money to, to its appropriate competitors. Yeah, so. 
that was uh, that was good, but it's nice to actually be able to get there. So a lot of people I think don't know that um, he's got MPAs and and Curtis Customs sitting there on the shelf, um, and and uh, MPA built guns as well. So uh, Rhino Sports in Bendigo. Q Dutch with the music. I'm just flabbergasted by. <laughs> For the uninformed like myself, what is a Curtis custom? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, for those for those who are listening, uh, they'll know. But for those who have picked us up for the first time, welcome. Thanks for listening. Probably won't be back. Curtis custom is uh, an action after my banjo solo. Yeah. They'll be back. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. They'll be back for more of that. Curtis custom is uh, an action manufacturer, and there's two models: the Axum and the Vector. And uh, through some discussions, I've uh, ended up deciding to get one. And looks like I'm going to go with a vector. So, are you up to speed now? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I wasn't listening, to be honest. <laughs> and the banjo playing. I got, yeah, the banjo, <laughs> just, I just drifted off. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you look like you could be in deliverance. Anyway, we've got a question from Troy. Troy's from the US and had a question about reloading. So, gentlemen, hopefully you got your reloading hats on. Always. You're the only one with a hat on in the room, roughly. Yeah, I should have a hat on, but well, a huge bald spot. What an astute <laughs> observation. You should. No, I'm, I'm He's going to be all over it with this reloading question. <laughs> Nothing gets past him. I've got, got a Vortex hat on. It's a scope hat, not a, not a reloading one. I don't have any hat on. Uh, who are you? I don't know. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, there's a question. There was a question. Greg, you didn't bring your glasses, so uh, you won't get to yeah, read thanks, it. Mate. Should we read this in the same style we did the. Uh, no, the no, 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 no. Okay, I'll just read it normally then. Hello again from the USA. I'm new to reloading. I have a question about three steps, their order, and a better understanding of how each work. For once fired factory brass, full length sizing with a bushing die, then expand a mandrel, then neck turning. Is that correct? And if it is, can you help me understand the benefits and differences in sizing with the bushing and mandrel? Why do both? Thank you. Love the podcast. Troy. Thanks, Troy. Mm, okay. I guess I have to talk about this one, do I? <laughs> We're all looking at you, Andrew. Right, there you go. You're, you're wearing the uh, non existent hat for reload. I, I wouldn't say necessarily you would need to use a bushing die um, for that right. step, yeah, because I, I, what I would probably do if I was going to be using an expander, like running them over a mandrel to get them to the diameter you need for neck turning. I'd be inclined just to use a standard full-length sizing or an excising die, take out the expander button off the decapping rod so you're not actually pulling the neck back out to the size it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You're letting the mandrel do that when you run it over an expanding mandrel. Mm-hmm. That'd be how I'd do it. Yep. Would uh, a step of trimming be involved? Trimming to length, you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you you could probably you'd probably trim before. Oh, it doesn't really matter. It's not essential, mm. is it? Yeah, for I mean, it, for, for what you're doing as far as neck turning, it's you could do it before or after. I don't think trimming yeah. to length is that critical. But if it's once fired factory brass, I'd say it's probably going to be under length anyway. Depends mm. on what it's fired in, I guess. Mm. Um, did he mention trimming in there? Didn't did he? He didn't. He didn't. No, he uh, he mentions. Uh, so sizing with a bushing die, then expand a mandrel, and then neck turning. 
So is that yeah. is that effectively doubling up on steps, or would you? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends what size bushing you're going to use. Hmm. I mean, if you're using sort of the correct size bushing that you would use if you were about to resize and then seat a projectile, again, it has to depend on the size of the mandrel too. I mean, obviously, you want a hmm. fairly snug fit. And the chamber, how snug the chamber is on the fired brass. Yeah, probably not as it's essential a tight because chamber, it probably wouldn't be essential to size first. But if it was. Loose as a goose. Well, it would depend because if you, yeah, if you pull a, mm. you know, get one of those fired cases and you know without doing anything to it, push them, you know, push it onto a mandrel and it's yeah, loose. That, obviously, you need to yeah, need to size need to it down. Size, but yeah. um, that's the easy way to tell. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, if you've got a set of bushing dies, I don't think it really matters. I mean, most times with a bushing die, you don't have an expander button on the decapping rod. No. Yep. So you just you know select a, a bushing that will get get you the right fit. Without having to use the expander mandrel, yeah, on the yeah, and then after the neck turn, you're obviously going to have to run it through the the die because it's set for the expander, so you're going to have to bring it back again. So yeah, well, again, depends on how much you take off it and and what bushing you're using because you may need to adjust your bushing size too, depending on how much tension you want. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm. So it depends how much you do the numbers. Yeah. yeah, it depends how much you're ripping off the case. Yep. So you, you would full length size first and then neck turn. Yeah, I'd, well, it depends on on what uh, you mean full length size with a bushing or without a bushing. Oh, let's say with a bushing because uh, that's what it says. Yeah, well, I guess if you're using using a bushing, you'd probably go on the smaller side so that the mm -hmm. expander button on the decapping rod pulls it back out. And yep. then, I mean, you should be pretty close on size anyway, but if you're slightly undersized, pushing your case over a mandrel then will bring it to where you need. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. Probably just didn't help him at all there, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. Troy, hopefully you're confused. No, I think, I think you're think you on the right track. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we might be doubling up. I, like, I don't think there's, there's not... It's not one of those things that you have to do it in a certain order mm. or you're just going to get it wrong. Um, if your case is a tight, you know, not tight, tight, but, you know, a significant, you know, suitably snug fit on your on your mandrel of your neck turner yep. so that you're not, you know, flopping around, then you'll be fine for neck turning. Now, it doesn't really yep. matter how you get to that stage. Yep. So. Yeah, as long as you're getting the results, that's the most important thing. Yeah, and as I said, you know, once you've neck turned all your brass the way you mm. want it, then I would say you'd need to look at, yeah, make a dummy round, measure your neck diameter, and then work out whether you need to go a smaller bushing. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Good. Is that something you dealt much with, Dutchie? You looking? No, I've just been doing sure. a lot of reading on it because I've been, um, okay. you know, same sort of question that's been asked there. Yep. And yeah, just one thing that I have come across is uh, trimming them all to the same length, but you know, it's not a critical step. But I think this was just in general brass brass prep. Uh, where this was coming up, so no, I was interested to hear the uh, answer on that one. So yeah, trimming trimming to the same length. I mean, if you've got depends on what trimmer you're using. As I mean, you know, I use one of the Garrard trimmers that that indexes off the shoulder yep. of the case. So if you've got you know if you've got a bunch of brass that's been fired in the same chamber, that particular trimmer does rely on or the size of the the sort of as the pilot if you like does rely on it being sized if you mm. put dry and dropper a, a fired but unsized case in there it'll jam mm. so it does rely on it being sized so i would suggest you'd probably do all your neck turning operations first 
you know, resize it, neck turn it, and then trim to length would probably be what I'd suggest. Mm. All right. Well, guys, would you like to give something away or answer another question? Well, by answering the question, we're doing both really, aren't we? Giving away free knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you, you know what I mean. What do you want to do? Do you want to give do you want another question for more pain before we, uh, we get to have a laugh? Yeah, oh, right, let's get it over. All right, with. let's get it done with. Uh, Ian, our Patreon, asks, have any of you guys got any experience shooting 6.5 Creedmoor, or let's say 6.5 in general, for hunting? Uh, I.e. using soft point projectiles, how effective on pigs, goats, small deer, etc.? What size projectiles for different game? Interested as be my next rifle and crossover from shooting uh, PRS. Cheers, Ian. Well, I'll kick that one off because I have used 6.5 Creedmoor hunting. Uh, I was running, not soft points, I was running one... So when we're up to Flinders Lines? Yeah, 140, 140 grain. It did a good job. Yeah, AMAX. What, what we should now to about 800 or something, wasn't it? Or yeah, was it? I'd, I'd missed that headshot on that goat at yeah. 870 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anything sort of shy of that, it was doing really well. Yeah. Um, and that worked well. I know Mate of ours, Jordan, mm. uh, was running 142 grainers, and, but he was running... He was shooting stuff close. He was vomiting with it. Yeah, okay. It was just going straight through. Mm. And so one, design projectile is not ideal for what he's doing. And he's also, you know, shooting it within two and 300 meters. Mm. And so velocity was just pumping. And so I think he ended up going with like an 85 grainer soft point or hollow point. And that worked really well. So obviously the velocity bumped up, but uh, the projectile was yeah, designed to, to expand. Yeah, yeah to yeah. open up. Yep. And you've used six fives uh, for hunting a bit. I've only only ever used the Creedmoor once, and that was spotlighting. Yeah. <clears throat> so probably you, not a. You've used six five. You had a two sixty for a while there, didn't you? Yeah, I had a two sixty for a while, How'd which I guess similar. And well, I rebarreled it in three hundred eight because I got sick of seeing pigs jump up and run away after I hit them. Basically, um, and I was only running one twenty grain ballistic tips at the time, and generally it was pretty good. And it was probably a poor projectile choice for big pigs, but. I had sort of four on one trip where, you know, 100 metre shots, broadside, in the shoulder, down they'd go, up they'd go, and off they'd go. Um, yeah, okay. You know, and I, I changed to 308, sort of running 165 grain soft points, and I never had that happen. So, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it depends. I mean, I, I don't think it's the ideal round if you're shooting pigs because you can come across some, some big, tough pigs that's probably a little bit on the marginal side. But for deer, you know, like, fallow deer and goats and that sort of thing yep i mean there's that many projectiles now even yeah, yeah. even like he mentioned soft points but you know burger makes some really good hunting mm, projectiles and, and they're all yeah. you know boat tail hollow points um that are specifically designed for hunting sierra do them yep um, hornady do them everybody does them really mm. so i don't think you need to tie yourself to a, a soft point you just need to choose a hollow point if you want to choose one that is actually designed for hunting not Target shooting. Yeah, I've had heaps of really good uh, feedback on um, uh, the 143 LDXs, mm-hmm. and lots of uh, lots of positive comments on them, and they seem to sort of move pretty quickly when they come into stock. <laughs> so, yeah, certainly a very capable, very capable round. Uh, I've run 260 with, I was running 140 RDFs. That was a very capable round. Uh, spotlighting, but that was mostly headshots as well. So I guess that always helps. 
Ian, hopefully that answers your question, perhaps, because we have a couple of books to give away. And listeners uh, had to send in their audio of them yelling out some particular word. Was That's the one, Greg. Thank you. That's it. So we've got a whole stack of entries, and I will play some to you. Now, we've got to pick the best two of these to give away. I'll play it, and you give me your feedback on the particular one. All right, here we go. First one. Should I, can I say the names? Does it give you any bias? Yeah, I'll say oh. the names. All right, this first one is from Andrew Stevens. Let's, let's see if this works. Impact. Not winning. I may have made a comment on that one on the day. What did, did you I think of that you, one? Did I hear you in the background on that Yeah, one? I said not winning. Not winning. <laughs> Didn't think that was a good call. So I'm heavily biased here. Let me uh, let me play that one again for you. So you got a bag out in there. Impact. Not winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That on. was a bit lame. Yeah, not great. All right, here we go. This one's from Butters up in Darwin. Impact. Oh my god. Someone grab his nuts. <laughs> no, no, that's what he normally sounds like. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, this one's from Bo Stevens. Impact. <laughs> That's good effort. Young lad, done well. All right. Uh, Kieran Williams sent this one through. Impact. That's that's more of the the louder traditional uh, call. Andy McNeil. Oh, dear. All right, here we go. (laughs) Impact. Trying to. Hang on, what did he say? All right, one one here from uh, from over in Buchan, actually. Uh, Ian Nolan sent this one in. Impact! Oh, he's, he's doubled up there a little bit. Anyway, um, what do you reckon that one? You're not bad. Well, speaking of double impact, it just I've just flashed back to Jean Claude Van Damme movies. <laughs> <laughs> those those brown house kicks. <laughs> All right, this one from the man himself, Fat Jesus. Impact. <laughs> Do we need that again? Was this Saturday night? Or <laughs> that yeah, sounded yeah. like someone dragged Prince across a disco floor or something like that. <laughs> well, that's a probably wasn't a. Prince. It was someone else getting dragged across a disco yeah, that's, floor. That's a 4 a.m. impact, that one. All right, this one's from Roger, Ger- uh, Roger Geraldton. Impact. No imagination. <laughs> Nothing at all. No. All right, one from John Nicholas. You guys aren't being very positive to our listeners. It's great. It's got to be cruel to be kind. <laughs> Tough love. We are the judging panel, right? Impact. Yeah, no. Uh, sorry, John. Uh, no good there. All right, one from Corey. I'm fucking impact, eh? <laughs> Winner, right there. Yeah, yeah. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's winning. He's got it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> thought you might like. <laughs> I thought you might like that one. Let me hear it again. Yep. Fucking impact, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Well done, Corey. I think you got yourself a book, mate. All right, and then one more here from uh, from Mick Stubborn. Impact. Oh, God, no imagination <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, now there is a bonus entry, although I'm not sure this one's uh, qualified. Here we go. Impact! Oh, Jesus, winner. Absolutely give that yeah, guy yeah, a book. Yeah. We'll play that one again. Yeah, give him the book. 
Action packed! Yeah, it sounds like he's doing a like that sheer shit or something. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been from our drunk, uh, drunk in back book reading. Uh, all right, so Corey, uh, you've got yourself a book, and did anything else stand out there, gentlemen? They're all pretty generic. Yeah, there's. Uh, so we've got two books, right? Yeah, we got two, two books. books. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to play a couple couple back again. Play Fat Jesus back. Impact. Oh, that's Kieran. Uh, Ian's was good. Impact. Yeah, I like good. the ones that are being used in the Impact. field. Uh, Fat Jesus. Impact. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, he can't have it. He can't have it. All right, I'm going to get you guys to choose out of Kieran. Impact. Or Ian. Impact. Nah, I like Ian. Yeah, I'm going with Ian on that yeah, one. Yeah, he's got more testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell oh, that. Sounds like he's got a beard. Well done. Well, he, he doesn't. Oh, uh, don't give it to him. <laughs> he's not left-handed. So, hang on. There's only one person in the room that doesn't oh, have I a knew beard. That was killing. <laughs> Damn it. Oh yeah. I had a job interview today. Really? And you wouldn't have got it with that clean-shaven face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. You should have seen me oh, before good. the show. Oh, good. All right. Uh, so that goes to uh, Ian. You won yourself a book, and Corey. You won yourself a book. We'll be in touch and get them out to you. And uh, let's go one more time. Fucking impact, eh? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, American <laughs> listeners will find that particularly amusing, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, um, brilliant. Very Clear good. winner. Clear winner. <laughs> now, we put a, a post up uh, just the other day from our last episode, which was an interview we did from like October or November last year. It's quite dated, but... Got a lot of feedback uh, from the episode in general, actually. It was an interview. If you haven't heard it, it's called You Stepped on My Ankle. And it was an interview with a, a, a bunch of just local shooters. And we've got another one of those uh, that we all recorded back in the day as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of that because people like to hear just other shooters, um, not with uh, big names behind them or whatever, just good shooters and and have learnt and shared their journey effectively. And one of the, the, the Would You Rather, which was an old segment we sort of did from time to time, and we obviously did back in November, where we put out to everyone, uh, would you rather shoot uh, steel anytime you like, all day, all night, as often as you like, whatever you like, that sort of scenario, or, uh, but you could never hunt, or would you hunt once, uh, one week a year, uh, but never do any uh, steel shooting or practice or anything on those lines. Gentlemen, you hadn't heard that question until tonight. What were your <coughs> initial responses? I'd have to know. Like, is it hunting where well, you it just... Is whatever you like. Yes. So, but I mean, like, so you can just position yourself like at a bar, maybe not a bar, but <laughs> somewhere comfortable right. and just have animals just parade in front of you and blast them? Or is it like... Uh, I um, oh, hunting. I think it had to be a like anything legal, semi-realistic, and had to be you know realistic. One big trippy. Had to exist. One big Let's say it had to exist. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't go hunting on the moon or something like that. Sorry. Um, so anyway, enough delaying. What was your answer? Well, personally, I think the question should be the other way round. I think it should be hunt unlimited <laughs> all year and shoot plates for a week a year. Right. And, and I think yeah. that's an easy answer. That's no, an it's um. Yeah, I'm a hunter by heart. That's a tough one because, geez, you need to shoot plates to be good at shooting when you're hunting. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's probably where my passion is. And just doing it a week a year, geez. 
I don't yeah. like it. I think no. you can shove your question. <laughs> so if you chose steel, uh, how many weeks of hunting would you need to change? Like where would you would you get enough hunting that you didn't have to shoot steel at all? Well, you generally full time employment. You get four weeks holiday a year, so four <laughs> weeks. I like your thinking, Andrew. And long and what's yeah, and, and there's there's sick days in there. Yeah. Okay. Doctor certificate. They don't count though, because you can do whatever you like on a sick day. Uh, all right. So we had a, we had quite a few uh, responses back. A lot of them for steel, I think, and a lot of people sort of said. I just I, I want to shoot, you know, like I love shooting, and that's really what I'm the main thing. And then I'll uh, yeah I'll see what yeah what I can do from there. Um, one compromise here, Kieran said uh, 52 weekends of culling pigs from a chopper would change my mind. Um, I like him. Uh, Tom said one up both, and didn't really work out the question. It's challenging for Tom Hodgman on that. <laughs> um, Go hard, Sam. Oh, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Paul uh, hunts nearly every weekend, but doesn't do the rounds. Um, so he actually said steel. He hunts every weekend. He said steel. It's fascinating. God. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's only one always, week a year. It's it horrible. Always, it's yeah. my yeah. nightmare. Get some deer or foxes and put steel on them. <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that. Deer. Scott, them. Scott Patel said, can you tie a deer behind your target just in case you miss? No, no. I'm talking about putting non alloy steel <laughs> on the animals. <laughs> Uh, good, good. Sean Watts wants to alternate one still on one year and then hunting the next year. Oh. That's not a silly idea. Um, still doesn't answer the question, yeah. though. Yeah, you're right. Well, it does. It, it's on a, yeah, anyway. Um, and we got some abuse as well. People telling us our questions were rubbish. Um, oh, someone great. asking if the steel could be paper. <laughs> F class shoes. Um, <laughs> And then someone talking about money and, and someone thinking it was a trap from their wife. Um, yeah. That's a pretty simple question. I don't know why this. <laughs> so anyway, it was good to get your responses from that. Um, would you rather might return? Uh, would you rather return or not? Is the No, it's not the question this week. Definitely not. <laughs> so that would be, uh, that would be good. Uh, by the way, uh, I managed to kill our website. I don't know if I put that on a podcast. Again? Certainly. No, Again? no, at the same time. Okay, so yeah. I, already, I already mentioned it. Anyway, uh, the good news is we've got a new website. Hey, Sort of. Oh, okay, don't don't get excited. Yeah, you, you, didn't, you didn't have much of a choice. You we've had got, to have a new website. We've got a website. <laughs> do you know what a website is, I don't, I don't see this on the rundown sheet. Somewhere yeah. spiders do their thing. It's written there. Uh, we are on. We are now listed on the Impact Dynamics website. Uh, so if you go to precisionshootingpodcast.com, uh, you end up on the Precision Shooting Podcast page on the Impact Dynamics website, and you can find all our episodes and bits and pieces there. There'll be more information there. We're just slowly building it back together. So uh, that's uh, there. We also are on Reddit. If you happen to be on Reddit, you're on Reddit, aren't you, Greg? You're yeah, right. I'm on Reddit. It's yeah. pretty cool. So we've got a precision uh, slash precision shooting podcast or something like that. You can find mm, us on Reddit mm. uh, if you want to discuss any episodes. And uh, we haven't really done much with it yet. Um, we thought we'd sort of tell some people that we've got it, see if uh, discussion plays out. But that'll be hooked into the website at some point as well for each episode. We're going to wrap it up there, guys, uh, for this session. Uh, end up going for quite a while. So we'll be back in part two with all the hunting stories that we were about to get into. Uh, thanks for listening. Congratulations to those guys who won the Impact book. Uh, we're nearing 100 episodes, which means our 
reading of the impact book goes up on patreon for those guys there's a few other bonuses for patreon supporters so if you do like what we do it would be wonderful if you jumped on there and threw a buck a month or a couple bucks a month our way it would help uh, immensely to bring these podcasts to you but we just want you to be listening to them either way. It doesn't matter whether you're paying for them or not. We'll still be making them. Speaking of podcasts, um, I reluctantly suggest the Coin Toss podcast if you've got nothing better to do with your life. So uh, don't expect to see too many people over there, but you can find it on Facebook and on your general podcast interfaces. There's still a few being updated at the moment. Anyway, we'll be back shortly with the second part of this episode and the big 100 which probably won't actually do much for will be on sometime after the delta tactical steel apocalypse see you guys there or dirty nellies in perth catch you soon thanks for listening to the precision shooting podcast to continue the discussion check out our facebook page and for more information head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com 